Hey everyone, before we start the show, a quick word from our sponsor, the American Nurse Association. This is a professional community that, that has helped us both when we were nursing students and now professional nurses. It has a ton of great resources and use for all nursing professionals. Listen up nurses and nursing students, summer is here and summer is a perfect time for you to brush by your nursing skills. And that is exactly why the American Nurses Association is offering 25% off their courses, workshops, books, and their whole website. Use code SUMMERSALE21 at checkout for your discount. Go to nursingworld.org to get all the latest information there or click the link in the description to find out about the sale. Don't forget, sale ends September 6th. You don't want to miss out. Happy studying. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Couple of Nurses podcast with your hosts, Matt Trotrick and myself, Peter Fendera. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for your time. Make sure you check us out on couplenurses.com. We got some cool show notes, shop coming soon. We got some cool merch there. And also we are frontlinewarriors.com or you could do frontlinewarriorsclub.com. Both goes to the same same store, same site. We got some cool pillar action going out of there, trying to promote a conscious movement. Also a shop is coming soon. We got a massage going to come in, some supplements for sleep for the guys for the women a lot of cool things in store and for all of you that follow us on youtube thank you for sub subscriptions and make sure you leave us a comment everybody on social platforms instagram facebook make sure you give us the likes drop some comments and download episodes on spotify and apple apple store and whatever google uses nowadays i forgot i'm, I'm, a, I'm an iphone guy what's up matt i'm doing great man on today's episode we're going to talk about the nurse physician relationship on how to improve it i think this is a very important video for everyone especially this summertime when all the new grad nurses are beginning their first time working as a nurse yeah one of the biggest fears probably for new grads and even for myself was speaking to physicians it's because it makes you nervous because they're they're like your higher ups right they're like even above your supervisors sometimes they're the ones that have the final say you have your ideas and you almost always feel not always, but sometimes you almost feel inferior to them, especially when you have that one bad, bad phone call or one bad physician interaction where you try to bring something up and they shut you down or you get something wrong and they, and they embarrass you. And that leads to that toxic culture, which we don't want to promote, but it does happen sometimes intentionally and unintentionally. And we're just going to debrief you on it on how to kind of minimize it and have the best experience talking to physicians. Yeah. And I think the first step is to take pride in being a nurse. Mm -hmm. I think we have to understand that we deal with code statuses, death and dying. We do just as much as the physicians. I think we have to level out the playing field and understand we're human as well. Exactly. We have to take pride in what we're doing. And in order to help this communication, one thing you should start is taking a look within yourself, right? And that's taking pride, meaning show up to work on time, be assertive, feel confident, do all that because you worked so hard for his nursing career take pride into it. And that's going to reflect back into the way you handle work and everything else that you do like tasks. And if something for physicians, if there's any physicians listening, is put that ego to the side. We as nurses understand that you went to school longer than us. Your knowledge in certain aspects is going to be above ours, but we have to still work cohesively, right? There's some certain things that physicians know how to do that nurses don't and vice versa. There's a lot of things that nurses know how to do and handle and physicians don't. There's a lot of scenarios where you throw a physician in, into play and a physician's not going to know what to do compared to when you throw a well-seasoned nurse, they're going to know how to take care of the situation. It's not, it can't be this us versus them mentality. It can't be 
this, hey, I've been a doctor, I'm your superior, I'm more knowledgeable than you. It can't work like that. And it's, and it's, and it's never going to work like that because then you're always in competition. You're always trying to outsmart the other and you're not putting your focus on a patient and patient care. You're putting a focus on yourself and trying to maybe compensate for something or trying to show off or trying to get the better of somebody else, which is not an ideal place, especially in, in healthcare. 100%. And also when it comes to taking pride, make sure you're understanding everything that's going on. So when you're showing up to work on time, you're reading notes and everything, make sure you're understanding everything. I know this takes time as a new grad nurse, but understands, understand the patient's medical condition, what to expect for your shift when you have this medical condition. Because a lot of nurses, especially new grads, they don't understand like the patient trajectory. Where are things going to go? What do I maybe need right now when I'm talking to this doctor? And I've, I've learned that so much working day shift. Mm. You know, you, you don't figure out what's going to happen throughout your shift. You forget things, you call and you go back and forth. So take pride in starting your shift and getting everything done, looking at orders in the perfect setting and start your shift. And, and that's going to reflect, it's going to look very good in your relationship with the doctor. Yeah. And you also have to be confident. Even if you're a, you're a new grad, you could still promote confidence within yourself because you're going to be fresh out of school. So theory is going to be be very close to you because that's all you really know. And sometimes when we work in the same unit for over and over again, we get accustomed to, to doing certain things a certain way and we kind of forget about the whole picture. And you as a new grad could come in and you provide this theory that a lot of these nurses forgot. Same with physicians. Physicians get so used to their unit, always doing the same thing over and over again, thinking it's the same diagnosis, which is going to come out with the same results. That's not always the case. You have that almost out-of-the-box thinking as a new grad because you have that theory to back you up. And don't be afraid to express it. Yeah, you, you could be wrong. You will be wrong at certain points, but th that's okay. Still try because even though you're wrong, your intentions are still to benefit the, the patient. And it's going to kind of throw the physician off a little bit and make them think about certain things in different ways yeah and ultimately when you're being confident you're being assertive you're assertive to the physician and ultimately you're advocating for your patient you're standing up and you're speaking against the physician let's just say the physician maybe puts in uh the wrong order or as a confident person you should ask questions if it's needed clarify things and maybe double check if it's a correct dosage and whatnot don't just be like oh i don't want to ask him because he already told me mm. that's that negative behavior drop all that shit be confident, be assertive, because your patient's on a line. It's not about you or the physician at this point. Just think about this. You're doing this for the greater good of your patient. And as well as asking questions, make sure you speak up when you notice a problem or an error. And that goes with anything. And I've done a lot through my experience, and I feel like you get a lot of respect for physicians, especially in the ICU when you bring up scenarios, when you're confidently asking questions. Even though you might be wrong, the doctor is going to notice that you're critically thinking. And, and it goes a long way. Yeah. And you can slowly build this, this, this confidence over time with something small. Like, for example, let's say it's like 9 a.m. and a physician told you, hey, yes, we're going to order, order some mag. And you gave this patient some Lasix and it's still noontime, 1 o'clock. Way, one way to build your confidence is to give that physician a call back. Like, hey, you're supposed to put in a potassium order. I gave him Lasix at 10 p.m. or sorry, 10 a.m. And now it's 1 p.m. You still haven't put it in. Can I put it in and can I give him some, some potassium because his potassium is going to drop further because of LASIK? It's, it's, those kind of, it's those small things. Like you might not think it's a big deal, but even nurses get worried or a little scared of me even making those kind of phone calls. And so those baby steps that, hey, 
you ask these questions and then you realize, hey, I could do this, I could do this, I could do this. And then you ask more complex questions and then you eventually offer some some intuition and some perspective and some information. It just slowly builds over time. We don't just yeah. wake up and be confident. I'm gonna tell a doctor this because of this. It's not how it works. It's slowly build up to it. Yeah, and you have to understand that you have to start somewhere. So that's okay if you don't know anything. And if you're a night shift nurse, your confidence might be a little bit different because you might be asking questions to other nurses whether you should be making that phone call. Mm. And it sucks because you have one bad experience with a doctor that just like cussed you off. Some nurses, they made the, the nurse cry. And then you expect every situation to be like that because it's literally traumatic. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to confidence on the night shift, I would say really figure out if you want to make that phone call in, in all honesty because mm. sometimes it's not important. If the patient doesn't need it maybe, hold off, wait a little bit. Or ask an experienced charge nurse to see what you should do in that situation. Yes, and during communication, you're not just talking just to talk. It has to be effective communication. That means, especially for night shift, when you call a doctor, write down what you need and what you want from him just so you get it out of the way right away and you're not blabbing on for you know 15 minutes because you forgot what you, what you wanted. Write some stuff down. And that's going to enhance your communication because you're always going to know what you need and, and what you want, even for day shift. I always write down stuff because... Doctors do their rounds in the morning and you have a little bit idea of what you need. And then later in the afternoon, it picks up, right? So you got to do a bunch of tasks, patient status changes, and you might have different needs. And for me, I always write stuff down because I tend to forget it. And that's how you promote effective communication by writing stuff down. So that way, when you come into the conversation, you really know what you need and what you want. Exactly. And ultimately, also, a lot of research has shown that physicians express frustrations with nurses who were unorganized, did not communicate clearly, or were not concise. Mm. So this could go back to SBAR, but I feel like a lot of people start panicking about SBAR because this is how the doctor wants things. I think you should take time before you communicate, right? And this goes into taking pride, right? Mm. Make sure you read a note if you can. It's really hard on day shifts, but do the, do the best to understand the trajectory of your patient, where things might go. So then you could kind of write down, I like these orders. Maybe we should change that. Right. Let's just say if the patient is hypertensive at eight o'clock, you know, the doctor's going to run around nine. Write the important things to help paint the perfect picture, because more than likely that doctor is going to ask a follow up question. Right. If let's just say you're calling about magnesium, that's one point six. You also have to understand and look back in the chart. When was last mag draw? What was that level? Was anything replaced in between that time? Because if you could just call a physician case three point four, I need a can I get 40 MBQs of potassium? Okay, and he's going to ask you more follow-up questions like what's the creatinine level and X, Y, and Z. So just be prepared, be prepared, have the chart open because that's ultimately going to make you clear, concise, and communicate properly. A lot of nurses just kind of like, they beat around the bush. They, they say all this extra stuff. You got to realize that a physician has maybe 50 patients a night or however much they round on. And, you know, it's funny because I was listening to a podcast and the doctor was laughing when a nurse didn't know what the room was, when there's only two rooms or something, when he has like 50 patients. So I understand that side. And that's what's also cool about working as a team is you have to understand both sides of the story. The physician is stressed about stressed out about something, but maybe he's stressed out because you don't know the smallest questions, right? Mm-hmm. And that's okay. You develop that confidence, that, that holistic care over time, but you have to start somewhere and just think about those questions because that's going to make you a great communicator. Yeah, and that goes beautifully to the next point they want to address is rounding with the physicians. The best way to get to know these doctors, what they want, what they need, how do they communicate is to do rounds with them. 
Of course, this applies more on days than on nights because on nights you rarely have physicians rounding. We did go to a hospital in, in Santa Monica where the night, night physicians didn't round, the intensivists. They did their rounds, which, pretty is, cool. which is very amazing. That's cool because you, you get to know them on a whole different level. But going back into the rounding is you're going to do rounds. And like I said, you're going to know what doctors want. You're going to know what the plan, plan for a day is. For example, you have a patient on, on some pressors. Let's say they're, they're on Levo and overnight he was going into like some tachyarrhythmias, you know, just some funky rhythm. So the physician says, hey, throughout the day, let's transition him off Levo and start him on phenylephrine. So you already kind of know what the plan is and you know that this doctor is a bigger proponent of phenylephrine than Levo. Some of these doctors like specific pressors and you're going to get to slowly know their preferences. That way you're like, okay, Dr. George running today, I'm going to try and get this guy off Levo because I know Dr. George likes phenylephrine better than Levo. Yeah. So you kind of get to know the personalities and what they need, what they want, and how they do things. It definitely takes two to tango when it comes to rounding on your physicians because you'll be busy sometimes and you'll see the doctor going to go in there. You want to go in there and find out, but you're held up in this room or vice versa. The physician just disappears. Sometimes they actually ask and grab you. Not, not often. You just have to go there and make efforts for it. Mm -hmm. But I think it really improves patient satisfaction, overall care, because you get to hear exactly what the doctor told the patient so then you could actually educate your patient on the information that the doctor provided maybe things change the plan of care has changed what if the night shift nurse told you the patient has vomited three times we have to do something different maybe add on a medication or take him down for a procedure oh okay now the doctor knows this now he knows the proper questions to ask the patient and bam quality improves as simple as rounding with the patient so i think it's crucial to go in there together some doctors are old school they'll take you for wound care and stuff like that but i think if your work culture promotes this rounding it improves things right away I, there's nothing else to it i think rounding is amazing yeah speaking of improved patient care teamwork plays a giant role in this especially on nights i feel like teamwork on nights is a lot more important than teamwork on days i'm not saying that you're you're going solo on days it's just on nights you have less resources so your resources are your nurses and teamwork is very important because it can solve problems really quickly for example let's say someone has throwing some pvcs or he's going through like some vtac and you're not really sure what's going on and you want to call a physician but it's two o'clock in the morning so your best option is to go to your nurses so, for example, if I'm not sure what's going on and my patient has a weird rhythm, throwing some PVC a little bit more than before, I'm not sure what's going on as a new grad, talk to my season nurses, hey, my patient is going to a little bit of VTAC, like five, five beats every you know, hour or, or every so often, should I call a doctor? And I'll be like, no, Peter, you don't got to call a doctor because here we actually have a protocol and our physicians actually don't mind if you test their labs before you call because they're going to tell you anyways. So you're like, okay, I'll put in a lab, lab order. And you're like, what physician should I put it under? Well, Dr. Gordon's very open. He doesn't mind you putting labs under him. So instead of calling Dr. Gordon for labs, you already know, hey, this doctor doesn't mind you putting labs under him. You're going to do some labs. You're going to do a, a CMP, a PTINR, or whatever you need to do. And then wait for those results to come back. And let's say the results come back, potassium is low. Potassium is like 3.3, .3, for example. You know, It's on a lower side. So you're like, oh, well, potassium, potassium is low. That's probably why you're throwing the PVC. Should I call the doctor now? And there's just like, you know, Dr. Gordon is still real cool. You could put him under a potassium protocol. But first, make sure the creatinine isn't, isn't above a certain amount because if it is, you can need to call him. But if creatinine is within a normal range, go ahead and order the protocol and just order the potassium. See, and that avoids you calling the physician and a physician telling you the same exact thing that a nurse did. That's how, how important teamwork is. Something, something so small 
that can turn into a big ordeal or a big project just turn into something really minuscule, really minute, and it got taken care of in a quicker manner than it would have if you call a physician. Yeah, and also thinking like a team, when you're rounding with your doctor or whatever, don't say your patient needs this. It, say our patient. Switch that lingo from this nurse versus physician thing to, hey, we are a team. Or even Mr. Johnson, use a person's name. Yeah. Don't even say patient. Use, use a person's name. That way it makes it more more personal, more more perspective. And then a lot of times if you say the patient's last name, the, the doctor's going to be a little bit more familiar with them than than a room number or, or patient because I feel like doctors are very good with, with names and last names and are, they're better... They're better at giving out orders when they kind of know what's going on. And I've noticed majority of the time, if you tell them by the patient's last name, they're going to give you a better response and have a better idea of what to do. Yeah. And also, a lot of young nurses that come into the show, aka the hospital, they feel very intimidated by older adults for some reason. It, it, it's For some reason, they just pedestal these physicians and they feel like they're like some demigods or something. And like the only way to break it down is we say team, meaning we're all equal and think each other is equal. And if it's still not enough, the only way I could see is like this person with the doctor, he eats food as well. He shits. He smells sometimes. He pees. He does all these things. He is a human being. He is no one greater or below you. He's equal. And that's the way we should see it. And I think that kind of sometimes takes away the anxiety from things because we approach and I've had it myself, man. I approach these people, especially being foreign and, you know, Polish English is my second language. It's like sometimes you want to say something and blah, 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 like you just get tight on your chest and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I said the wrong thing. So honestly, just think about it like a team effort. That's what it is. Yeah. And don't be shy, you know, just we all make mistakes. We're all understanding. Yeah, sometimes somebody might laugh at you, but then again, give it a week and everyone's going to forget. Give it the next day, everyone's going to forget. And even you yourself laugh at people if if you laugh at people you should be you should be able to take a joke too like you know people make mistakes people say words funny or, or they say the wrong word at the wrong time it, it just happens like it's what it's not a big deal if anything you just cheered somebody up you know because because yeah. i had the situation in the hospital where i was kind of upset and then somebody did something, did something dumb and i don't be a dick but i laughed at him and it made my day better and you know it made me laugh so even though some of my people are laughing at you just understand that you're bringing them a little bit of joy in their life so take it as a positive even yeah. though you might be embarrassed turning red and you know, my ears always turn fucking red when I'm when I'm embarrassed. So, but it's a, it's a giveaway for me. But still, just it happens. We all understand that it happens. Yeah. And this this next one to improve relationships. This is more of an internal thing, but it's to avoid negative behavior. And if you want to be respected, you have to ultimately respect yourself. So that goes into everything. All the negative behavior, all the thoughts, um, the gossiping, the maybe the little violations, the nursing rudeness. If you're playing into that. I mean, people are going to respect you the same way in a way and negative behavior at the same time, like a lot, a lot of times what happens is you had a conversation with a doctor, maybe a nurse, and that you totally took the situation a different way because you didn't realize your own negative dialect that's, you know, um, going inside of your head. Like if you have the, you know, this need for self-worth and you get it from other people maybe you said something wrong and you took it that wrong way you put yourself down like wow i'm not i don't want to say this anymore to the doctor and a lot of people belittle themselves and there's no need to do that so avoid that negative thinking pattern it's very unfortunate how much toxic environments there are in 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 nursing and in the medical field and the one thing for everybody to think about and consider is are you part of this toxic environment are you 
enhancing this toxic environment. Because if you're a nurse complaining that, hey, my unit's so toxic, this and that, but you have a nurse coworker that talks about people and you're the one also talking about people with her, guess what? You are the problem as well. Yeah. And notice that. Don't reinforce that behavior. If you see a nurse talking shit about somebody and everyone's laughing and you decide to join and, and, and laugh and point fingers, you are the problem. You don't have to promote these behaviors. Ignore them, step away from them. And sometimes it comes to a point where you're the one that's getting made fun of and, and you're the one that's getting you know the, sh- the, the shit talking to without anything that, that you did. It's just people see you that, hey, you're... You're different from what's going on and they might target you. Just understand that that's, that's okay. There's something going on usually in people's lives and they can't handle it, control it. So they try to push it on you. And if you do feel like you're in a toxic environment and you are trying to stay away from it, but somebody keeps sucking you in, you know, don't be afraid to leave that job. 100%. Tell your manager, tell somebody, don't partake in these, these, these behaviors because you don't want to be the problem. You want to be the solution. Yeah. Don't cause problems, solve them. And one thing I wanted to say, and I have a quote here. Acting like an oppressed profession will not encourage others to respect the trusted nurse. You can't be oppressed. You can't play into that. And the last thing is um, organizational response. So, of course, your communication between the nurse and the physician is all done on the one-on-one level. If you you don't like something, maybe bring it to him, discuss it one-on-one. And if you feel like a physician is you know, cussing out nurses, being rude multiple times, hanging up the phone, escalate it to the chain of command. Don't take that from anybody because your your job is already hard enough. You're already dealing with patients. You're de- dealing with um, things that are coming out. I wanted, to, I wanted to say vomiting and all that. I don't want to be too dramatic here, but you're dealing with bodily fluids and all that. You don't need somebody to step over your shoes or, you know, make you feel like you're less than them. So bring it up to a manager, charge nurse. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what the process is in some places, but hopefully someone is escalating and talking to these physicians so they don't act the same way. Yeah, I think a good thing to also address under this this topic is knowing your scope of practice. Because as nurses, we're not supposed to really be putting in orders. I, I know we do, but if you're not sure of an order and you're kind of second guessing it, don't put it in. It's, it's, it's beyond your scope of practice. If you're not sure, your job is to question. I know we take orders and we put them in blindly sometimes, but if you're really not sure, then ask because that, that really is your job. And if you're the one that actually put in orders without calling a physician, that is also outside your scope of practice. I know some ICUs, some units are different. You're allowed to put in certain things, but if you're not sure if you could do it, don't do it because that could lead to a lot of problems. That could lead to you getting your license revoked. That could lead to a patient dying. That could lead to you getting fired and a whole bunch of stuff. If you're not sure, ask. Yep. And if people around the unit don't know, ask your manager. I know a lot of good managers, they usually give their phone number out to nurses in case they have a question, especially on nights because, like I said, not a lot of resources. So just, just ask. Just ask. Just ask. It's not that fucking hard. <laughs> you no, know, literally. And this is a very short topic, but it's very, very important. We're like drilling this home. This relationship is not only going to matter about the physician, it's also going to be, be about the nurse, just everything. Like being a travel nurse, you could step into different cultures and you see right away how people interact. And we've said it ourselves when we went to uh, Pasadena, we're just like, whoa, it, it was weird because everybody's so nice. Yeah. We had to kind of understand, are people nice for what reason? Sketchy, right? Like they, they don't hide me something. You're like, yeah, I was, yeah, I was like, these people are way too nice, right. man. What's, what's going on here? You know, where was like the joke? That's how it is, you know? Probably the one thing 
that I want to also note on before we, uh, you know, leave and stuff is, <laughs> is leave that, leave, huh? <laughs> leave that baggage at home and kind of be in tune with your emotions because we undergo a lot of stress at work and we undergo a lot of stress just in life. But if you bring that stress outside of work into work, you're doubling that stress and it just doesn't lead to good patient care. It, it just doesn't. I know it's, it's easier said than done, but if you're stressed out at work, just take a minute to yourself, go to the bathroom, sit on a, on a toilet, you know, and just take a few deep breaths and just relax. Try to put that baggage and those emotions aside and try to bring in positive emotions, positive vibes, and try to visualize yourself doing a good job, visualize yourself doing good things and just leave that negativity out. And then you, if you're a negative person, just try to hold that negative outside that door up until your shift ends and then you can bring that shit back in. Yeah, and, and that's what's wild is that people are so attached to these negative conversations that they like want to go to work and like be the, be the victim and bring themselves down and other people. Like, I don't understand it. Mm. I've seen it so much in day shift. Like, people are just just feeding off it. Yeah. So the best thing you can do is avoid those people and stay in your own lane. And ultimately, if you feel like your organization is not protecting you when it comes to Im- improving the nurse-physician relationship or the culture is toxic there's not much else to do there mm-hmm. if the organization doesn't support you or other nurses you have to leave and that's the beauty about nursing it's not only working at a hospital or traveling you can do so many other things the profession is very very wide your your degree is a backbone for a lot of things yeah. don't feel undervalued and ultimately feel confident because you're an awesome nurse if you're a new grad you're going to kill it this year as a new grad nurse Always. All you got to do is be confident, put on your poker face, put on those nice shades if you know if you're at work. Yeah. Be confident. Let's go. Kill a nursing game, now your patience. Yes. Bye-bye. All right, guys. See you on the next one. Peace.